maybe you guys can relate to that video, uh, to getting bad gifts. I think it's reasonable to believe that we've probably all gotten bad gifts at one point or another. Uh, I think I've shared this before. My grandpa had a history, a pattern of returning gifts that people bought for him, uh, especially my grandma. And one year, my grandma decided to get him a motorcycle cover. Motorcycle cover. That's a great gift. Uh, it keeps the motorcycle out of the rain, out of the elements. It helps, you know, preserve it. Probably makes maintenance a little better. It's a great gift for somebody with a motorcycle. My grandpa didn't have a motorcycle. Obviously, he returned it. My uncle got that same grandpa a gift. Uh, my uncle was only a kid at the time. Uh, but he said, I'm going to give you a hint to what I, what I got you. It starts with paper and ends with clip. <laughs> my, my uncle could not fathom how my grandpa was able to guess what it was. And if he didn't put it together, it was a paper clip. Uh, we're, we're not good at giving gifts. Like, we just aren't so often. And for one, I think many of us, we're just not generous. We just don't want to give. That we're very selfish, right? We look out for ourselves, and, and we, want, we want to make sure, it, well, if we're giving them this, that's, that means I can't have it. And number two is we don't really look out, we don't look up and out often enough to see what people need, to recognize their needs and go and give those things to them. But we do know somebody that's really good at giving gifts, uh, and in today's passage, we're going to explore that. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 7, um, and that's where we've been. We're going to start at verse 7, so it's Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Uh, I'll go ahead and pray, but if you guys want to, you can flip there, even while I'm praying. That's okay. But let's pray. Dear God, thank you for your word, and that we get to explore it and learn more about you through your word and through your scripture. And I pray that you just give me the words to say and that you give everyone here the ears to hear, that through your Holy Spirit we're able to receive your word and understand it on a deeper level and grow to know your character better and be more like you. Thank you for your good gifts. We know that every good gift comes from above. And we just thank you that you want to give that not only do you want to give, but you have the capacity to give. Thank you. Amen. So, again, we're going to be Matthew 7, chapter 7. Or yeah, Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. And we're going to read uh, the ask and it will be given passage. It says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives, and the one who seeks, finds, and the one who knocks, it will be opened. Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you, then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? This is the word of the Lord. This is a pretty popular, pretty famous passage. Maybe you've heard it. Maybe you haven't. Maybe this is the first time that you've heard that read. 
But there's three words, right? Ask, seek, and knock. When you think, okay, what are we being called to do in this passage? We're called to ask, we're called to seek, and we're called to knock. But before we talk about those three things, I do want to clarify what this is not necessarily saying. Uh, I don't want you to mistake this passage, as many people do, and think of God as a personal genie, someone that's just there to fulfill every wish and every desire that you have. Because we see, I think it's made clear in the Bible, that God's not always going to give you everything you ask for. And there's examples in the Bible that make that known. Uh, we talked about Paul a few weeks ago, and he, he prayed for the thorn to be removed from his side. And what was God's response? That my grace is sufficient for you. God, he didn't remove that pain, that thorn. We don't know exactly what it was, but we do know that it wasn't removed from Paul here on this earth, on, in this life. We talk, we've talked about King David in the past and how he spent a long time praying and fasting for his son, for his son not to die. And at the end of that time, his, his people came in and David knew, it, my son's dead. And so he, he pleaded with God to save his son, and it didn't happen. And finally, we can look at, I think, the best example, and we're going to look at it later in, in today as well. We can look at the example of Jesus in the garden leading up to his death. Jesus asked for the cup to be taken away from him. But as we know, Jesus was murdered on the cross. The cup wasn't taken. So we see throughout the Bible that God clearly is not a, a genie-type God. And uh, as Pastor Shad said a few weeks ago, this isn't name it and claim it, Right? That's a popular thing that people like to talk about. Oh, because I asked for it, because I want it, I'll say it and I'll get it. That's, that's not what we see in Scripture. So what are we supposed to do and what are we supposed to learn from these few verses? Ask, seek, and knock. Well, first I think it shows that we need to communicate with God. We need to pray to him and ask him for things. Tell him our needs. How do we get things in this world? Well, usually, you ask for them. James 4.2 says, You do not have because you do not ask. James also encourages us that if we lack wisdom, to ask for wisdom, and God will give that to you. God wants to give you good things. And God wants us to continually come to him, continually knocking on his door. I want to read a passage in Luke that's very similar to this. Luke 11, 5 through 13. You'll see a lot of similarities. He says, And he said to them, Which of you who has a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within, Do not bother me. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. 
I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his impudence, he will rise and give him whatever he needs. And I tell you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, it will be opened. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish, give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? In this parable, I kind of am just imagining the friend showing up to, to his buddy's house at midnight and just pounding on the door, just relentlessly just knocking on this door and being like, wake up, I, I need three loaves, I need them. And his friend's like, oh, I'm in bed, to stop bothering me. And he's just like, I'm not gonna let you sleep until you give me these three loaves. Until finally, what happens? Well, the guy gets out of bed and, and gives it to him. I'm just, that's just kind of the image that I have in my head with this scenario. And I think, wow, how annoying is the friend in this scenario who's, who's going and disturbing this guy and his whole family at midnight or in the middle of the night. And yet that's how God wants us to approach him. What we might see as annoying God sees us faithful, coming back time and time and time again, asking for things, praying for things, not growing weary of asking and praying. Frankly, I've grown weary of asking and praying about certain things. And I think oftentimes, if if my prayer doesn't get answered in a time frame that I think is suitable, whatever that means, coming from me, that I just give up and I stop. Whereas God wants us to keep coming back to him, keep on knocking, keep on asking. The God of all creation wants you to talk to him. And he wants to talk to you, which brings us to our next point, is that we need to seek. So we need to ask, we need to knock, and we need to seek. And seek what? What are we seeking? Well, we need to seek God. We need to seek to know him better. Seek to understand God's character. Seek to know his scripture. Because that's how God speaks to us, right? Through his word that he gives us in the Bible. We talk to him through prayer. And he talks to us through scripture. Seek to become more like Jesus. Don't conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Seek to be more in line with Jesus through his word. So we need to ask and we need to knock and we need to seek, but... I want to encourage you to pray, and when you're asking, 
with a kind of his will mindset. Um, and where do we see this in scripture? Again, going back to Jesus in the garden. And it's just a few chapters ahead in Luke to Luke 22. I think verse 41. We see Jesus who's about to be murdered by death on a cross. It's documented that Jesus was so stressed out that he was sweating blood. <clears throat> and in this time of stress and agony, where does he turn? He turns to prayer. And Jesus wants out of the situation. We read that. It says in verse 41, And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. I think it's likely that none of us are going to experience agony as significant as what our Lord was experiencing this day in the garden, to the point, again, of sweating blood. And even in that agony, in that very moment, he recognized that what he wanted might not match up with what the Father wanted. And we see him start with it and finish with it. The prayer starts, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. He starts with it and ends with it. Amidst his agony, can understand that God's plan is, is over our own. Is that something that we can bring to our own prayer life or you can bring to your prayer life, I can bring to mine? That when we ask God for things, can we realize that he might have a different plan? And when we're realizing that, a plan that even though I don't know what it is, you might not know what it is, that we can trust him in that plan. That, that we know that it's a plan that we can have faith in because God is good. And he wants to give us those good things. And I, I know, and in my life it's hard. There's a lot of things I've prayed for where in my, in my small, simple mind, it seems like a no-brainer. Like it would be such a good plan to just go with what I want, right? It would, it would be so much better. I see no negatives, only good things that if, if just God would answer my prayer, my plan, and when it goes unanswered, can we recognize that his plan really is better, even if we can't see it? We need to ask. We need to pray to him. We need to keep going back to that door and knocking and knocking and talking to him. And we need to seek the Lord through his word, through meditation on his scripture. But doing all that doing the asking and the knocking with understanding that, that his will is above ours. Ask, seek, and knock. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you again for your 
your word and your scripture and this passage that just encourages us to come to you. What an honor that, that we can come to you and that you encourage it. That we get to talk to you, the creator of all things. In our sin and our shame, we can come to you and be cleansed and be forgiven because of your saving work on the cross. Thank you for this group, and I just pray that we're all able to learn something here in this passage, and that we just be encouraged to keep coming back to you. That even when, even when we feel like it's hopeless, that we keep coming back to you, and we keep praying, we keep seeking, we keep knocking. Give us the faith and the strength and the endurance to do that. Let's not rely on our own strength, but give us the Holy Spirit to strengthen us in that. Thank you. Amen.